In today's episode of Agency Unfiltered, we have Darren Ratcliffe, Digital Director of Six and Flow. Six and Flow is a growth and inbound marketing agency based in Manchester, England. And Darren joins us to break down growth-driven design, a data-driven reimagining of web design. In short, turn website design into a recurring service for your agency that will also yield better results for your clients. Darren starts at the beginning to walk us through how his team moved away from traditional web design, how he developed his internal processes for delivery, and what GDD has achieved for Six and Flow's customers. Let's hit it. Darren, thanks for joining us. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited to have you on, um, and I think you're going to be a really um, great person to, to bring some perspective for web design for agencies, right? So uh, obviously there's a shift. A lot of agencies are adopting growth-driven design. Uh, it's kind of a newer approach, a more um, uh, like a just a better approach maybe for, for web development for their clients. So I know Six yeah. and Flow leans on growth-driven design uh, pretty heavily. We do. Um, so I'd be interested to hear like how you landed on that decision and what it's been able to do uh, for the team. Yeah, I guess from, from that point of view, we were looking at agile methodologies and, and how we adopt them in development. And the thing that became clear with growth-driven design is it's got a simple structure. Mm -hmm. it's, got, it's got some boundaries to it that can guide you more than, than just having a, a typical agile process that that doesn't have the same sort of definitions with your customer personas in the same way mm -hmm. and the parameters of what you're try, sort of trying to achieve. So mm -hmm. for us, it's, it's sped up some areas of, of design and development um, just because we've got a structure that we can rely on with it. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, if I like visualize a website project, like I can see that thing like dragging and dragging and it's like pulling teeth, like you know, all the different steps of client reviews. And now you're focusing on the things that might not be driving a ton of impact. So. Um, how have clients kind of um, adopted this kind of growth-driven design mindset yeah, as well? Yeah, there, there is, I guess one of the drawbacks is you sometimes need to educate your clients as to why you want to work in that way. Sure. Um, because you, every agency will have clients where they are the expert and they will tell you how to design a site and how to build a site. Mm -hmm. And then you're taking a step back where, where you're sort of admitting that, well, we're not the experts. You're not the expert. What really counts is the, the actual end results. Sure, yeah. So once you get them educated in terms of, of how going through growth-driven design lets you make incremental changes right. for success, that's when you get the buy-in. Yeah, and then I think, I mean, internally, there's a whole bunch of benefits as well, right? Because if you're doing these incremental changes over time, like this website project isn't this looming, like one-time big fee project at the start of this whole engagement. You've actually kind of formed it into to a retainer model. Is that yeah, I mean, I, beneficial I, for, for the agency? Right? Yeah, from an agency's right. point of view, we've got recurring revenue. There's no peaks and troughs with it because yeah. you just, you know, once you've got the, once you've got the, 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 the project up and running, it builds its momentum. But also from the client's perspective, you're getting return on investment as you're investing more in the website. Mm. So it makes financial sense to work in that way too. Yeah. So if I'm an agency just starting out, I, maybe I do, I'm a web dev shop uh, and I kind of follow this traditional model. So how would you recommend getting started? Like if you had to go all the way back yeah. to, to year one uh, of your agency, like how, you know, how do you get started with growth driven design the right way? The, 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 the certification is sure. really simple. And when I approached that, I wondered how much I'd be learning. Mm. And it was more, you know this stuff already, you're doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. It's just telling you how to structure it in a growth-driven design way. So I'd go through that. Mm -hmm. It'll take you a, maybe a week, two weeks, depending on how much time you've got to, to sure. spend going through it. 
And then it's, it's, it's the bravery of <laughs> taking that first step where you go, this is how we deliver our projects. Sure. We don't do the waterfall you know, cycle anymore. We're doing it through growth-driven design and then convincing your customers to go mm -hmm. with that. How like how much of a process was it for you to, to update? Uh, I don't know what you guys have for like proposals or like documentation, like assets that you give your clients that kind of explains our approach to things. Like how made how big of an overhaul was that kind of moving from traditional web design to, to something? Uh, it's it's easier because there's template documents that you get sure, anyway. Sure, yeah. So so, so the you resources are there. So, yeah, yeah. So you you've got that anyway. It's yeah. more. I say it's more just a you've it's your own mindset you've got to change in yeah. that this is the way we work. Preparing the documentation isn't that bad. Mm -hmm. Making sure that, that whoever's leading the projects know how to lead the projects is the next step. Sure. But it's not as difficult as it sounds. Mm, that's great. Now, we're talking about incremental changes to a website, right? So there's obviously this layer or element of like experimentation, right? Like yeah. we're going to test out some different things. How does the Six and Flow team prioritize or determine like this is what we want to experiment, A-B test and, and work on? It, it comes down to having really clear objectives that, mm -hmm. that, that we'll, we'll set off when we develop the Launchpad site. We know what our key metrics are going to be for, for the site, what, we, what, it, what performance are we trying to monitor. Mm -hmm. And then it's a case of, 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 as we're going through the sprints, looking at, at what's working, what isn't working. Sure. And then on a monthly basis, th those can change what you're focusing on. Yeah. And it all depends on, like I say, what area the site concentrating on. And if there's anything that it might be seasonal or it might just be continual that you want to improve. Sure. It's like eliminate the guesswork, let the data kind of speak for itself, it sounds like. Yeah, right? that's it. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, that's it because you've got tools like Google Analytics. You can view site usage. You've got things like Hotjar so you can see where people are struggling. Sure. So, yeah, the data's there to tell you what you need to concentrate on. Mm -hmm. You don't need to decide on day one what you're going to be doing every month. So. You name-dropped Hotjar there. Uh, I think a lot of agencies lean on, on that tool. Yeah. Um, do you install it? Uh, is that part of the process for, for all of your clients? Yeah, we've got a couple of tools that <clears throat> just are part and parcel of a, of a build, yeah. um, and Hotjar is one that we, we put on. Uh, historically, there were other tools that we were using, um, but just through going through the certification <laughs> and everything else, it, 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 it works. It's a smart tool. Yeah, um, right. so the heat maps, the, yeah, just it, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, and the session recording as well is sure. is it's a good way to show new clients the things that you pick up with previous clients mm. because there's some really interesting, surprising results just on how people use websites in a way that I wouldn't expect, sure. the customer wouldn't expect. So. Yes, it's, it's a good tool for that. I think, it, it, yeah, it perfectly maps out like, okay, I have the ideal flow through my website, like how I think it works, but then the session recording, like, no, this is how people are engaging with it, and they can be stark, you yeah. know, vastly different. Yeah, it's, it's a great tool, and from a price point of view, because it's what, the, what <laughs> our customers are always, always worried about, is it's not actually that expensive. Hmm especially when you get the results coming back as well. True, so. makes sense. In a more general sense, I'm like trying to think of all these different pain points and friction points, like, because web dev projects, like they can be tough and like burdensome for agencies. Have you had a client come in with just like the most ridiculous request or something that you just didn't agree with or validate? Or, you know, how do you, how do you kind of approach that conversation? Because you have your strategy and oftentimes yeah. they might have these like glamour pieces of the website or elements that you might not prioritize. Yeah, priorities is, is the good thing. Clients will come with their priorities, which mm -hmm. come from their own pressures and their own background. And as the agency, you come uh, with your experience, yeah. and you've got that negotiation of, well, yeah, you're the expert at your business, undoubtedly, but we're the expert at what we do. Sure. And it's trying to find that common middle ground, and the thing with GDD that you can get is, if you don't get a complete agreement, mm -hmm. well, you can do some trial and error. It doesn't hurt to get it wrong first time. Sure. You don't want to, but you can keep continually improving things.
and that's a good way to get to get around those problems. Yeah, I think another <coughs> thing too. How do you field um, like clients with slow turnarounds? Like obviously, you know, all these different assets, elements, they're going to require feedback, notes, uh, revisions potentially. Uh, have you ever had a client just uh, really drag their feet in, in returning that back? Is, is that something you can operationalize? Like, how do you overcome something like that? If you know your clients well enough, then you can start to make some of those decisions for them. If mm -hmm. you know if. It, Content from a client is always the, you know, sort of written content and photography yeah. are the two things that, that will hold up any project yeah. for weeks and months. If you can get that stuff up front out of the way and sorted and you've got a copywriting team anyway, mm -hmm. you can sort of mitigate for some of those and avoid them. Um, but you do need clients that are bought into it because it is a, it's a, it's a two-way you know, process and you've got to work together on it. Yeah. Is this anything that um, you would put in? I know oftentimes when we talk about like SLAs or service level agreements, we always talk about like marketing to sales. Um, does Sixflow have anything like that, like SLAs uh, outlined or written for, for you and your clients? Yeah, all our clients have, have SLAs. Um, they, they're slightly different with e-commerce than they are with, with traditional sure. brochure yeah. websites. But yeah, and, and, and that with the SLAs is, we're, we're really clear with our clients that growth-driven design isn't a support contract. Sure. It's, 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 it's there to grow your business. It's not just there to give technical assistance. Mm. It, it's a marketing exercise. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we, we just clear with with clients what we expect from them and how long they're going to have to wait yeah. once they've asked for something from us. Awesome. And then um, just to circle back on the benefits of kind of this growth-driven model for the agency, um, obviously web projects can be expensive and that can be a pretty hefty source of revenue for an agency. GDD, right? It's a retainer-based model. Again, we don't need your secret sauce necessarily, but like how much of an impact from a revenue perspective have you seen for the agency moving to this new model? Our agency's grown, yeah. Um, so we, we've had uh, we were better resourced as a result, and that's because we've had an increase in in revenue. Um, and I'd say that that once we've started to get up to speed with GDD, we're getting twenty percent growth a year that's as great. an agency. Um, and but then from the client's point of view, they're getting around 20 percent growth, sometimes yeah. higher, as a result of that continual investment. And this is about spreading the cost over longer. And improving it as you're getting your return so it makes sense both ways around to, right to yeah it's all about positioning i mean i yeah. thought you just explained it yeah incredibly well yeah. um you mentioned there for a minute i think the slas are different for e-commerce versus maybe like a b2b customer or something like that how does the gdd process or web build process experimentation like incremental improvements how does that change for e-commerce versus b2b from your perspective the benefit with e-commerce e is you can make your decisions quicker Sure. It's because we've got a transactional website, and if it's at high volume, there's a lot more data to analyze yeah. and go through. And when it comes to A-B testing, you've got more opportunities to do it. So mm. we try and work quicker with the e-commerce clients, but because it's more sensitive, if your sales drop, then you've got an issue. Mm. We're more cautious at the same time. So it's just getting sure. that balance right between moving quickly, because you can do, but also just not doing the wrong thing and then too long yeah, yeah, and, yeah, then, right, and then yeah. and then creating sort of like a, a loss in revenue for somebody mm, makes sense um, from a team perspective I don't know if I've asked yet but I don't know how big the six and flow team is at large um, but what does the team structure look like around uh, a web development project we've got um, head of client services mm -hmm. for the project and, and a project lead okay. uh, that, that manage it um, and they work together in terms of working through requirement analysis and, and working out what's going to happen in each of the sprints. Mm -hmm. And then we have quite a fluid design and development team that will work together on things. Mm. Um, and it's everything's allocated. We try and keep developers in pools on the same projects. Um, and it's just a case of, as the requirements come up, making sure that they're quickly booked in and serviced. 
Um, but we try not to have the team jump between lots of different projects. Sure. We try and keep them with the same pool of clients yep. because they're then making the same learnings as we're going through the process. Mm. And, and the, the development team can add value back with suggestions on, on how to do things as well. Sure, that's great. From a contract sign uh, to like the initial launch pad launch, uh, what do you usually see as a, as a time frame there? It can be anything between, I say, six to 12 weeks. Mm. Yeah, I'd say that, that's fair enough. Um, it depends on the scale of the website. True. And, and again, it's, it's that thing about saying to your clients, you don't need to have everything ready today. Mm -hmm. Here's the core of what you need to, to have to get up and running, but the rest can come. As right. we're doing our work, you can do some more. So it does speed up that initial launch of, of the site mm -hmm. because we can start with something small and keep adding to it there. And then have you ever sold a GDD retainer that doesn't have inbound services aligned with it or like an inbound retainer? Like, are those separate? Are they always attached? How does that look like from a contractual standpoint? Because historically we've led as being a HubSpot partner. Yeah. Most of our clients do have an inbound marketing agreement with us, but we, but with the, with the changes we've had in the business, we do have people that just are down the GDD route. Mm -hmm and they work with other agencies for doing, let's say, pay-per-click. Um, but we've also got clients that have come to us, they've seen GDD, they like it, mm -hmm. but they don't want to start again. <laughs> and we're sort of retrofitting in GDD after to help with the growth of their businesses. Mm. So <coughs> whilst there is a, a good framework there, it is flexible. Um, only like one or two questions left for you. Okay. So this will be, um, if there's any particular example, uh, but as you've built a number of different client websites, A-B tests a number of different things, did a number of experiments, did anything, like did a, a, one experiment stand out as being like, oh, that's really unique or really cool, or maybe like results that you didn't anticipate spiked in a way that, that you found really fascinating? Yeah, so this isn't interesting at all, mm. but, but it's the first one that always comes to mind. And we had a website for a client and for whatever reason, we would find that the users would circle the mouse over white space. Hmm. And we're like, why, there's nothing there. Mm. And, that's that, that, and that's a good example of where hmm. nobody at, at Six and Flow or with the client had any idea why that was happening. But then you can start to make changes. And then when you start to look at the area on the website where that is, <laughs> you can see that there was just something missing so we can change the design very, very slightly mm -hmm. and get rid of, of, of that issue. So that's one that's a little bit random, yeah. but, but it is, and that's something that, that happened very, very early on with, with, with our journey in GDD. But the other part is e-commerce on the conversion rates, mm. is that between different verticals, things can be so different in the mind of the customer. <laughs> um, and, and that's where, if you have a customer that ever wanted to be convinced that GDD was right, yeah. e-commerce is perfect for it because yeah. it's that very quick, in a couple of weeks, you can get so much evidence back as to whether what you're doing is right or not. Right, yes, yeah. like the return, like how quickly results come back in uh, make you really strategic and allow you to move yeah. pretty quickly, yeah. yeah. Um, final question. Okay. Ask this to all of our guests. I don't really prep you for it, so it might, it might be a curveball. Okay. Uh, but in a general sense, right, so not GDD necessarily, but what would you say has just been the weirdest part of agency life? The weirdest part of agency life? There's nothing more unpredictable than, than, than the customers of your customers, I guess. Mm. Uh, you know, it's every project that you work on, you sort of inherit this sort of family of customers that <laughs> sit below your customer. and you learn a lot about people's habits and behaviors yeah. with what you do, especially with things like Hotjar and things, you, and, and you can do some sort of psychological sort of reviews of what people are doing. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, customers. 
Customers of our customers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there's a psychological <laughs> element to there, you know, like that you wouldn't yeah. have maybe anticipated. Well, there is, especially with, with, we do a lot of work with e-commerce and when we're doing doing our stuff in the UK we, we, and we're talking to our clients, we do sort of workshops and webinars. Yeah. We, we explain to people that if you're buying online, you, you have a psychological aversion to spend money. Yeah. And that's what you're bat battling against. And, and it's not just about design, it's about what, what's happening yeah, right. up there. So, so yeah, so that's... For me, I'm a bit of a geek, and yeah. e-commerce is an interesting industry, yeah. so, yeah. So. It's a great answer. There we go. Thank you. Uh, well, that's it. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, this has been Agency Unfiltered. If you like what you watched, make sure to subscribe to our Agency Unfiltered newsletter, which will remind you when the next episode drops, as well as send you a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content. You could also subscribe to our channel on YouTube or podcast on SoundCloud. And if you want to keep the conversation going, tweet me at Kevin underscore Dunn. Remember, keep it unfiltered, stay weird. I'm Kevin Dunn, and I'll see you next time.